I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Welcome to Wrestling Makes the World. Takes at CB. Flying solo here for this late night evening preview of the event we've all been waiting for. For quite some time, for the better part of a year, AEW All In is here in a mere 12 or so, 13 hours away. It is late night here, Saturday into Sunday morning, and we are pumped. Uh, waiting for uh, one of the anticipated events of the year, AEW's All-In event at the uh, historic Wembley Stadium. 80,000-plus people um, jammed to the rafters in what will be just an iconic scene. You know, it's a really, really iconic scene. Um, The match lineup, the match card... Uh, has some bright spots to it. Definitely exciting. You know, say what you will about the build to it, um, but it will be uh, for sure one of the most talked about events um, of the year. But uh, kicking things off here, flying solo, and shout out to my tag partner, Caparoni AD. Uh, hope to have him back in the house uh, very soon, um, possibly even right after the pay per view, possibly even doing a post game event. Uh, but until then, uh, flying solo and Cat. Uh, talking all things all in. Um, So we've got quite the card here. Um, But before we get into that, it's been, you know, quite the quite the the challenge, the 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 tragic week uh, a little bit here in the pro wrestling world um, with uh, the loss of one um, Hall of Famer and wrestling legend Terry Funk and the iconic one and only Bray Wyatt, just very, very sad. And um, still kind of processing it all. I don't, I don't know what to kind of, you know, how to, how to think. And my heart goes out to, you know, they're the families of both individuals, you know, Terry Funk. And then, you know, especially Bray Wyatt, who was lost at such a young age with young children and, you know, was just barely scratching the surface of the mark he was going to leave on the industry, you know, in my opinion, and, you know, such a, a fan favorite and impact on, on so many people, just like the artistic and the creativity. Um, but l- talking uh, about Terry Funk kind of first, and then we'll get into Bray Wyatt right after that. Terry Funk, you know, I started watching wrestling in the late nineties, so wasn't really uh, around watching live when he was on the, the rise during you know his NWA and early WCW days and even the ECW days, but just the impact that he had, he's a, he was a living legend back then. And, you know, a living legend and just his longevity in the industry is just unbelievable. You know, wrestled his last match in 2017, not even that long ago. I was just actually watching a couple of clips of it before, um, we hopped on the stream here and, you know, as the industry was going through a turbulent kind of transition in 2001 and WCW closed and ECW closed and it was really just the WWE and the rest. It's like the Gilligan's Island song, the rest um, where it was WWE and the independent scene. Uh, Terry Funk was a major star in the independent scene in that early 2000s kind of run. Um, And I give him a lot of props for that because during a time when the industry was going through a challenging time of 
there's only real one player and one place to work. It, um, it, they needed that kind of star power to help lift and rise the, the independent circuit, um, and, and give the rub to the next generation of guys and girls out there in the industry, uh, to kind of carry the legacy, the business forward. And if you go back to 2002, 2003, 2004, he was all over the place doing tours with Jerry Lawler, uh, on, you know, you name it, whatever independent promotion, the three PWs, the MLWs, um, uh, you name it. He, he was out there. Um, and he was headlining shows and going through barbed wire and uh, taking fireballs and it really like doing it, you know, for the passion of the, the business. I mean, after, you know, uh, decades of business at that time, you know, to still be out there taking, putting his body through that kind of punishment and still doing it for the love of the, the game and helping to elevate guys like Steve Carino and, and others out there um, is says a lot. And, you know, he, he gave back to the industry. He's a living legend. And you look back to the, the uh, string of ECW reunion shows they had in the mid two thousands uh, with hardcore homecoming. And eventually the second rendition of, um, ECW one night stand in 2006. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's very, you know, my hat goes off to him, uh, for all of his contributions, you know, a living legend in, in so many different regards. And, um, you know, we salute Terry Funk and, you know, my heart goes out to him and his family and Tommy dreamer, who he's very close with. And it's, um, you know, they're, they don't make them that that phrase that goes around a lot. They don't make them like that anymore. And, you know, it's it's sad to see one of those those long term industry pioneers that, you know, there will never be another like breed like that generation of talent um, come and go. And, you know, to see the, see us lose another one of those pioneers of like a dusty roads caliber uh, roddy piper caliber terry funks in that category and um from the 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 kind of origin days of pro wrestling uh, in a popular kind of prominence it's um it's sad for sure um but you know celebrating the the life of terry funk and all of his contributions you know his legacy will most certainly live forever um, in, in many different aspects, um, from going all traveling all over the world to ECW, to WWE, to WCW, and, you know, being a pioneer on the, and a tent pole on the independent landscape in, you know, the, the two thousands, all the way up till, you know, even just six, seven years ago, he's still active on a somewhat regular basis. So. Uh, hats off to uh, the great, late, great Terry Funk. We salute you, boss. And Bray Wyatt. Uh, this one is difficult to process and just somebody sad. I mean, I am. You know, I, I look at somebody like that. And I'm 
almost the same age as him. And to see somebody, you know, taken from you from like that, suddenly it just puts a lot of life in perspective. Um, and to see him have such a beautiful family and, and children you know, that I also have, and you know, it just puts life in perspective that, you know, I need to hold everybody a little tighter and enjoy life and the good things of life while we have them uh, because you just never know. And God, my heart goes out to his family first and foremost and the entire industry and everybody that he left a mark on and all his fans. And, you know, if you think back to like a year ago, he kind of came back after his little bit of a hiatus. Um, he had that powerful promo of that people spoke to him and, you know, he, people were there for him when he was, he wasn't sure he was at his lowest point. And, um, this is just powerful, powerful stuff. And, you know, in an industry that gets a lot of flack, people either get it or they don't get it. That's my opinion. They either get it or they don't get it. There's no kind of in between. There's the casual viewer, but they're, they come and go and they're few. Most of them don't get it. But if you get it, you get it. And for a lot of the fans that get it, that are fans, um, maybe like myself, you know, go growing up in the, you know, maybe they, they you, you felt like you weren't always accepted or you were a little different and you didn't find like you fit in everywhere. And, you know, you felt like you maybe weren't good enough at times. Um, and that's the good thing about the business. It's something that you can get lost in that captivates you. Um, you know, the creativity and, you know, the, the artists that are not only great athletes, but they're, they're artists, um, you know, pushing the boundaries of, you know, blurring the lines and just escaping, letting you escape reality and feel creating a, a community where you feel like you belong for two or three hours in a given setting, something that'll entertain you, make you feel emotion. And that's what Bray Wyatt was one of the best ever to do. Make you feel something. They grabbed the microphone or his vignette came on. He made you feel something. And there's not many people that can capture your emotion and like his one of his, his personas and his catchphrase says hold in the palm of your hand like he did. He's got the whole world in his hands. You know, he literally did when he was on television or in front of a live audience. And just the way he was able to evolve his character 
from the Wyatt family and kind of the original Bray Wyatt character into the, the fiend into kind of a hybrid of them all when he came back last year and earlier this year. Uh, it's just pure brilliance and just reading some of the tributes online and, and seeing, you know, the outpouring uh, emotion and support for Bray Wyatt. It's just, he will most certainly never be forgotten. And, uh, you know, for Bray Wyatt as a fan, thank you for giving me something to kind of believe in for, you know, a decade or so. Something to get lost in, something to escape reality and make you feel something. And thank you for entertaining us. Um, a legend, pure Hall of Famer, um, one of the greatest artists to ever set foot in the business. And I hope a lot of people can learn from him and his, you know, his way of thinking, his perspectives on the business and, um, you know, Bray, Bray Wyatt, we salute you. And um, we'll never forget you, for sure. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to your family and everybody that, you know, is impacted by him. And we'll be thinking about you. But um, Cheers. Cheers to Terry Funk and, and Bray Wyatt. A tough week, a, a very tough week. Um, you know, for the industry. Um, so for sure, um, it, it, some part aspects of the business won't be the same um, without Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk in it um, for different, many different reasons. Um, but we, uh, we carry on. Uh, we push forward to uh, AEW All In uh, coming up um, just a few hours away, uh, live on pay-per-view. Um, I'm excited about it. I don't know what, I don't know what the, kind of mont like feeling is out there. I usually get a feeling about, you know, pay-per-views like this um, that are supposed to be kind of bigger than life pay-per-view. Um, you know, the, having it in the stadium, having it with the projected crowd that we're hearing 80 to 90,000 is going to be quite incredible. Um, you know, the build-up in card has been a little... I would say the buildup has been, and there have been challenges around it. Buildup is has been questionable at times, um, but again, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm I'm not a pro wrestling booker, and you know I don't know anything about putting the logistics of a card together and aligning all those puzzle pieces. I'm sure it's not the easiest thing uh, in the world. Otherwise, everybody would do it. Um, but nonetheless. Um, usually you get a feeling like a buzz is in the air and it kind of goes back to the original all in 2018, which I can't believe is five years ago already. I don't know where the time goes. Um, but before we walk through the card, uh, but I'm excited for, it, and I hope everybody out there is, it's going to be a stellar card. It's going to be one of those cards. That's like, Oh, this looks like a great card. Um, but I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised, um, by, 
some of these bouts. I think they're going to some several of these have the opportunity to steal the show, and I'm sure there's going to be um, for sure some spectacular moments and high spots and tremendous bouts in um, in in store for for tomorrow afternoon or evening or morning or wherever you're watching around the world. Because given the time zone, it's cool. It's one of those events that everybody around the world will be tuning into and it's um it's it's really really cool it's it's kind of tying back into what i was talking about is like you know the pro wrestling has a a way of connecting people you know of all walks of life and giving people something to you know it's a kind of a a community something to believe in something uh just you can't really explain to somebody that doesn't get it either get it or you don't get it um but nonetheless, it's something to be enjoyed. That's what it is. Uh, and something I'm excited about. But before we get into the card, uh, I do want to talk about the significance of All In itself uh, being five years in the making and, and making its spectacular return in grand form at Wembley Stadium in front of you know 90,000 people in London. Um, but I don't know if if maybe you're a newer fan or you were around seven, eight years ago at the kind of origin, the inception of the original All In and what that meant. So it's just it's such a fascinating story and it kind of all ties in this interconnected universe of, of pro wrestling with of real life to the realism that's attached to it with. Uh, with Cody Rhodes, you know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Tony Khan, and you know just the the a lot of realism involved. You know, so the story goes: Cody Rhodes, wrestling Stardust in 2016, uh, asks to uh, be released, and you know it was it was a disappointing kind of thing at the moment uh, to see somebody that had the you know such potential. Uh, you know, it, it didn't look exactly optimistic for him at that time, uh, going to the independence to kind of make a, a splash. Um, but what we didn't even realize was what Cody Rhodes is about to do in conjunction with the young box, Kenny Omega, the bullet club and a collect other collective, other group of independent wrestlers at that time in that, that era um, they were going to change the industry forever. And they say that, that those ta- those terms revolution and game changing and those buzzwords get thrown around all the time. And they, they did made more of an impact on the industry than I think maybe anybody in the history of the industry. And I say that, you know, people, people are going to come at me on in the comments and be like, what are you like? Oh my God, how can you say that? But if you realize the impact of it, they essentially this collective movement of the all in movement five years ago uh, created an entirely new national promotion on major cable television, leading to more opportunities for not only pro wrestlers, but for production staff um, and agents and other professionals related to the industry give announcers everybody like just giving people an opportunity that would have 
maybe never had an opportunity. And it's um, it's something that people I don't really ever think too much about. They're like, oh, great, it's another promotion, but it's it's not really. It's it's another global entity. Where else would a group of individuals that were on the independence five, six years ago have an opportunity to wrestle in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium? It just wasn't possible. And circling back to the original movement, Cody Rhodes um, goes through the independent circuit, is everywhere in um, the late 2010s. Uh, makes his way to impact wrestling to global force wrestling to ring of honor where he and to Japan, where he made an impact as uh, the American nightmare and kind of really making waves everywhere. He went so much that he started a movement on Twitter with um, Dave Meltzer and taking a tongue in cheek wager that he was going to be able to sell out an arena for 10,000 seats, which was unfathomable at the time for an independent wrestling show. Um, and they absolutely did that. And I just remember the buzz going into that, that show. It, it felt like we were waiting for Woodstock or something. It was just like incredible. Um, and if you're a hardcore fan, you would get that. I mean, if you're a casual fan, probably not, but it was um, it was just something that we just the into the Internet wrestling community, hardcore fan base, the world kind of stopped at that moment uh, in 2018. And they put on a spectacular show. Um, and essentially with that show laid the groundwork for what would become all the wrestling just a few months after that, less than a year later. And um, five years, you know, they say uh, everybody kind of writes your obituary in this business so quickly with, without giving you much of a, you know, an opportunity. And um, to be around, you know, five years after that, you know, says a lot. And, you know, hats off to. Cody Rhodes to the young box. And even though Cody's not with the organization anymore and Cody's making waves elsewhere and on his path to still trying to finish that story. Um, which, you know, we'll see where that ends up at some point, but it's so cool. The realism that's kind of all interconnected and all of these promotions and wrestlers. And it's, uh, it's, it's such an incredible story that I don't think a lot of people realize. And someday looking back at it and reading a book about it or seeing a documentary about it 20 years from now, it's uh, it's it's going to be pretty cool. And I'm excited to see where it all ends up, hopefully for the better um, and better opportunities for everybody involved in the entire industry for an industry that I love and uh, and millions of others love. So. Um, so it's just so cool that that the five years ago selling out a 10,000 seat arena in Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago um, was the milestone. And then now the milestone is selling out. The second rendition of all in is filling Wembley stadium with 80,000 plus people 
for a pay-per-view event five years later. It's just incredible. It's pretty incredible. And I'm excited. I'm going to be tuning in. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of you are to support the industry um, and everybody involved. I'm sure it's going to be a spectacular show. Um, but nonetheless, let's get to the card and uh, and walk through and give a little prediction action here and um, and see where um, what's in store for AEW All In. Um, so kicking things off. Uh, on the pre-show, they've announced Jungle Boy Jack Perry will be taking on Hook for the FTW Championship. Um, I like this feud that they've um, they've kind of built up here. Um, I thought the Jungle Boy character was getting a little stale. Uh, it's 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 kind of overdone for as uh, the the kind of white meat baby face trios tag partner for the last couple of years. Uh, it's cool to kind of see him branch out in a new direction. And kind of hit paint, put his paintbrush on a completely blank canvas right now uh, with this kind of Hollywood angle that he's going with here. Um, I thought it was a good good move of putting the FTW title on him. Um, it's just something that right now I don't think he fits any of the other title pictures. Um, you can make a case for maybe Orange Cassidy's international title. Um Probably not. I mean, Christian and Luchasaurus are in the TNT kind of feud right now. And given their history, it wouldn't make sense to kind of go in that direction. So I kind of like this, this little angle here. Um, Hook had a nice run with it, kind of re-elevated it. And, you know, the, the significance of it with his dad holding the title and uh, Jungle Boy taking it off of him after a long run with it. It's... um. It's uh, it should be a solid matchup. Uh, I'm picking Jack Perry to continue his kind of heel run a little bit um, and take the victory here. Uh, following up in the pre-show, we have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and essentially the main event of the pre-show. Aussie Open champs, defending against um, best friends in Matt, MJF and Adam Cole, uh, who are headlining the pay-per-view main event just a few hours later. Um, I hope that nobody gets injured in this match because what the hell are you going to do if uh, Adam Cole or MJF uh, gets injured in the tag team? Now, knock on wood, should be a great tag team match. Um, interested to see what they do from a storyline standpoint um, and how this affects the main event. Um, but MJF and Adam Cole uh, going for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. And uh, on the pre-show, which is uh, will be a fun treat for those um, not uh, looking to purchase the pay-per-view, but we'll get a little taste of our main eventers uh, for free online. So um, interested to see where they go with the storyline there. I'm going to pick MJF and Adam Cole to take the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles and then have the tag team champs essentially face off together one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, later on in the show's main event. Um, on the main action uh, lineup, the uh, main lineup of the pay-per-view card, uh, after the prelims, we're looking at Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho, which should be a spe spectacular match. Now, if I would have been more excited about this 10 years ago, uh, with Jericho, um, but Jericho, I still 
will always put my money on having a solid match. Uh, even at this stage of his career, um, I, I expect Will Ospreay to make him look like a million bucks. And um, it should be fun to see kind of a blending of two eras in what should be a stellar, a fun, fast-paced matchup. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I am going to pick Will Ospreay to go over and continue his kind of dominant run since the uh, second Forbidden Door pay-per-view where he, ta- he defeated Kenny Omega and look to kind of keep him looking strong and build up a third bout between Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay uh, for the NJPW. At this time, they're calling it the what, United Kingdom Championship. Um, so we will, um, we'll see where that goes, but I'm picking Will Ospreay to look strong, come off of, come out with a victory clean over Jericho, kind of giving that, um, veteran rub on the younger star. Um, so it should be a, a possibly a steel show, uh, a show stopping match, uh, on to a fun little, uh, gimmick match here, a coffin match. we got Sting and Darby Allen against Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Um, kind of mixed emotions on this. This kind of feels like it could be a, a dynamite match or a match they could have had on any other random pay-per-view. I thought it would have been cool to see kind of Sting um, have a bout maybe with a little more significance. Um, at this stage, this could be like the final big show of his career. And for example, if they were going to um, end the tag team with him and Darby Allen, putting Darby Allen over on that big stage, kind of like pass significantly passing his torch to his uh, heir apparent. That would have been kind of fun, but um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Sting and Darby Allen to go over here and um, look uh, big in what should be, I'm sure Darby Allen falling off of, um, some objects into, um, out of the ring into a coffin, taking some big bumps here. Um, so coffin match, I'm going to pick sting and Darby Allen. We got the world trios championship next on the line. We've the house of black, uh, going one on one with the acclaimed and, uh, badass Billy Gunn. Um, this, uh, should be a fun one as well. I like the little story that they build up here with the claim and Billy Gunn and, um, the house of black, um, I am going to pick House of Black to remain strong. And in a close bout um, of near falls, I'm going to pick House of Black to look strong here on this one. Um, then we've got the a, the real, real world championship on the line. Uh, we've got CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Uh, this, uh, should be a hard hitting bout. And if you're a long time fan, um, dating back to the early ring of honor days, uh, and independent wrestling days, this should be a fun one as well. Um, CM Punk, uh, defending against a uh, long time rival Smojo. I am going to pick CM Punk to retain and continue, um, building his run, his storyline as the real world championship and eventually setting up a third bout with MJF at some point, uh, unifying the real world championship and the AEW world championship in the trilogy bout that we never got uh, between MJF and CM Punk. Um, next up, we've got the Golden Elite, uh, Kenny Omega, Kota Bushi, and Hangman Adam Page 
against um, Takeshita and Bull Club Gold, uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson. This uh, has uh, the potential to be match of the night. Uh, really anything with Kenny in it um, has a real opportunity. And you just have so much talent in one ring um, that this one, hopefully they have the card paced well because this one is going to be tough to follow. Um, I am going to have uh, the Golden Elite look strong here on this one. Um, Kenny, Omega, Kotobushi, and Hangman Adam Page coming out looking strong here. Um, but I still have high hopes for um, Jay White, particularly, and Juice Robinson. A lot of talent here, um, but looking for the Golden Elite to pull this one out. Uh, we've got the uh, four-way bout for the AEW Women's World Championship. We've got Cheetah, we've got Soraya, we've got Tony Storm, and we've got Burt Baker. Um, I am going to pick uh, a title change here, and I'm going to say Tony Storm is going to pull this one out and take home the Women's World Championship in front of a raucous London crowd uh, and kind of keep her momentum going. Um, moving on to what has the opportunity to be uh, another match of the night evening, a match of the night uh, caliber candidate. We've got the Young Bucks and we've got FTR in a legendary feud that should be uh, by far a like an unquestioned barn burner here uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. We've got FTR and we've got uh, the Young Bucks. I am going to. This one's tough. This is a coin flip. This is really a coin flip. I mean, this could go really any direction. Uh, but if you're reading the news and you're picking up what others are putting down um, with what's going on with FTR, um, this might be an opportunity. They want to kind of remove the titles from them and take them in a different direction for a minute. Um, so I am going to say that just based on everything that's going on, I am going to say the young bucks are going to pull this one out. This is the trilogy bout and you know, the young bucks. I think this one's going to be a stellar match and I think everybody's going to win. Anybody watching, the fans are going to win this one. But I'm going to pick the Young Bucks in this one to take the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And then we've got Stadium Stampede. This one, I mean, if you watch any of the Stadium Stampedes or um, Anar Anarchy in the Arena matches, these, you know, hold on to your hat because they get <laughs> they get they get raucous real fast. Um, so I expect this one to be. Um, absolutely bonkers people going all over the, the, um, the stadium falling off of stuff, landing into this stuff. And, um, I am just very curious to see what they have in store and what kind of destruction, uh, they are going to commit, uh, at this building. Um, given what we've seen at other, uh, matches of this type, it seems like every time they get a little more creative, with um with some of the the stunts and spots they do in it so really really excited to see where that ends up but that should be a lot of fun to watch um taking all the technicality of pro wrestling out of it it'll be just fun to see a just big giant brawl between um a whole lot of uh a whole lot of talented individuals uh who are not afraid to put it all on the line and that brings us to our main event of the evening. We've got the AEW World Championship on the line. We've got MJF challenging his best friend, uh, Adam Cole, the AEW World title on the line. The Triple B uh, is up for grabs. This one's a tough one as well. 
Uh, Adam Cole has had a long run back recovering from a serious head injury last year and has been thrusted into a very unique kind of feud with the uh, AEW world champion MJF. Um, I, my prediction for this one, I'm going to predict that something happens to where MJF turns his back on his best friend, Adam Cole. And it goes back to his traditional heel ways, retains the championship. And I think it sets up for a rematch with some other kind of, um, some other kind of stipulation at all out the following week in Chicago. And I think we're having two pay-per-views back to back like this. It's going to take for some interesting booking um, to quickly build a main of this. As of right now, there is no main event for that show and it's at the United center and there are like three matches booked for the card and the matches they have booked for the card aren't going to like knock your socks off either. Um, there are matches that could be on a rampage episode. So with that being said, I think something happens in this where it continues the feud and carries over into the next pay-per-view, which is coincidentally a week later. Uh, so I'm going to say Adam Cole, I'm going to say uh, MJF retains and keeps his feud going uh, with Adam Cole um, into the next pay-per-view, perhaps setting up um, who knows, maybe some sort of trilogy bout or a third bout at some point. Um, but we'll see. That's what we have uh, all in uh, 2023, uh, which should be a stellar show. Um, excited. It's here in the Eastern time zone. It's in the um, afternoon, which will be kind of a nice little change of pace uh, to see how that goes. And uh, I'm sure what will be a um, phenomenal press conference afterwards. Uh, I always look forward to those um, media scrums uh, with our main man TK afterwards. Um, but let me know you tuning in all in, um, coming to you live on pay-per-view, uh, tomorrow afternoon or just a mere 12 hours or so away. Uh, we'll be live on there, uh, for all in, um, just a 10 pole milestone, another milestone for the pro wrestling industry. And it's just really cool to see the wrestling industry thriving and so healthy, um, in 2023, um, Given if you look back 20 years ago where it was and where it is today, it's it's never been hotter. The opportunities have never been greater. You can say all you want about ratings. And it's just people don't consume media the way they used to 20 years ago. They just don't. They even said there's some kind of statistic that came out that linear television has fallen like 50 percent or something like that. You could Google it. But um, it's 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 a different landscape today and it's really promising and optimistic and exciting to see the industry. You kind of take a, you know, another step forward here in a major milestone. Um, so, you know, hopefully everybody's out there rooting for the entire industry and in, in this one to, um, to win because everybody wins when everybody puts out more great content and more people have opportunities. Um, so that's what we have. Join the conversation of All In um, on X, uh, hashtag All In, and uh, comment and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, right here on the uh, Wrestling Makes the World Takes YouTube channel, on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Kick a little flavor in your ear. Hoping to have my main man, Teak uh, AD, back in, the, back in the saddle with me. We'll get back in the stu there, our traditional studio and do more of these very soon. Uh, but for those who are tuning in, I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Um, 
And shout out to those watching above, uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Terry Funk and, and everybody else involved. Uh, our hearts go out to the families of those individuals who lost them and who are affected by it. Um, and, and shout out to our, our friends in Hawaii who are dealing with uh, significant um, significant damages from wildfires. And, you know, it's really cool to see AEW uh, donate their fight for the fallen funds um, to uh, help support um, the Hawaiian community at the time in Maui um, during this time. So it's really, really cool uh, when the industry gives back like that. And it's really cool to see new opportunities and big milestones for the industry like all in happen uh, so enjoy the show uh follow us on social media subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time on wrestling makes the world takes peace <laughs>